Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hello, we are back, and we have a fantastic podcast series that we're starting today. This will probably be, what do you think, three or four shows maybe? Probably four. Right, and this is a iteration on our very, very popular podcast that we did, uh, which was basically how to be incredibly successful in real estate when you're an introvert. And we had such great feedback on that. It was one of our most downloaded podcasts, one of our most shared podcasts. So we have updated the notes by we, I mean, Mrs. Harris has updated <laughs> the notes <laughs> and, and because she is our in-house introvert. Well, we're both introverts. Let's just start out by sure. putting that out there. But Julie is the classic introvert, which I think we're going to be, uh, a lot of you will definitely benefit from hearing how Julie was able to be incredibly successful selling real estate because of the fact that she was an introvert. So it's a total twist on what maybe a lot of you have been led to believe about uh, what the necessary personality style is to be successful selling real estate. Now, I want to start out by thanking all of you. You have been listening to us, begging and pleading for five-star reviews on iTunes and Spotify. And one of you had the gall to ask us for a free autograph book in exchange for a five-star review on iTunes. Now, technically, we cannot pay for reviews, but I like the idea of it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a contest. And for all the best, and this is starting, so some of you have uh, given us uh, podcast reviews on iTunes starting the beginning of this month, so you already qualify. So let's say all the podcast reviews that go back maybe, let's just call it 20 days, uh, will qualify for this. And what we're going to do is Julie and I and our staff, we have 22 people that work for us at our coaching company, we're all going to vote on the podcast reviews that we receive on iTunes and Spotify. And those who have the best uh, reviews will receive an autographed copy of our best-selling book called Harris Rules. Now, the Harris Rules book is also available, obviously, at Barnes & Noble and all major booksellers and Amazon. It's also available on Audible. But here's the point. Leave us a five-star review. Give us a nice little descriptive description why you like the podcast. And chances are, I'm guessing, that you will qualify to receive a copy of our our copy of our book, Harris Rules, that's personally signed by Julie and I. And yes, Julie, I know mm-hmm. that that means that you and I are going to most likely have to figure out how to be the, in the shipping receiving business. That's okay. I, I'm okay <laughs> with that. And here's a clue for you guys. What constitutes a great review? Well, being specific. Don't just say, hey, that's a great podcast. I listen all the time. We appreciate that. We do. But tell us something that you used from the podcast that maybe caused you to take action and got a great result. Be specific so that other people who are considering that book will read it and say, you know what? That sounds just like me. That sounds like something that'll help me too. Now, if you're thinking I'm too introverted to leave a five-star review, (laughs) this podcast is for you. So we're going to be giving you at least 15 points. You guys know that we've never stuck to the the number of promised points. We always outperform our promised points, and I'm sure we'll do that on this series as well. So, Julie, let's start out by um, giving them a little background on why so many agents are brainwashed into believing, or let's just say humans are brainwashed mm-hmm. into believing that they can't be successful at some, at, let's, you know, more traditional sales uh, job or this real estate sales, you know, that is what we do. We're salespeople. Why introverts believe or are being led to believe they can't be successful 
uh, at selling anything really because that often is the sure. case. You and let me, I'll just tee it up even make it easier for you. Frankly, sure. a lot of the the personality tests and a lot of the you know career assessments and a lot of the Mickey Mouse like that they'll actually gear somebody at a very formidable age when they're in like sometimes elementary school and then high school. Take this test and the, you know, your, uh, what are they called? Guidance counselor. will then start giving you some suggestions on career paths you might want to explore. Well, all those are uh, based on really what it amounts to bogus research. And then Julie and I are going to talk about that a lot today because you can be wildly successful no matter what your personality style is. And what we're here to tell you, and this is from coaching agents for 20 years, the more, or I'm not going to say the more introverted, which is what I was about to say, but if you're an introvert, you actually have a better probability of being consistently successful in real estate than if you weren't an introvert. Julie, why is that true? Well, I think it's because as an introvert, you actually are aware that you need to work on your versatility faster and more specifically than somebody who's maybe just like a natural extrovert, life of the party, you know, seems to get along with everybody who has had some success maybe off of their personality, which has covered up their lack of skill sometimes. Well, so what I'm hearing you say is an introvert is going to be more apt to follow a specific plan, more apt to want to use a, some, a script, though they'll be a little reluctant initially, mm-hmm. but once they feel uh, you know comfortable with it, they'll use it. And introverts have a tendency to lock into something once they're confident <laughs> that it's going to work long term. Yes. And I think they're aware of needing to be more versatile earlier in a sales environment than somebody who maybe is a little bit more comfortable. And because they're aware earlier, they tend to work on it faster faster and take it more seriously. And and honestly, I do think it's a secret power because other people maybe are not as specific with their skill building. Now, with that said, an mm-hmm. extrovert who's using a system behind, you know, to become successful yes. in real estate or any other business for that mm-hmm. matter, they're very, very powerful. Absolutely. And, you know, we were kind of tossing around some DISC stuff, but somebody that is also very family oriented and maybe more amiable who has worked on the other parts of themselves is also, I call them my velvet hammers, you know, people, right. somebody like John Walkinshaw, nicest guy in the world, but has some very specific skills that has made him more versatile. The more versatile you are, the more successful you will be, not just in real estate, but in life. Oh, you know what? I had to go back to what we are, our original plead <laughs> or pleading. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are going to uh, YouTube, will also qualify. So if you uh, smash the like button, as we're being told to say, and then give us a review on um, you know, YouTube, you will also qualify uh, to be a potential receiver of a signed copy of our best-selling book, Harris Rules. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to break down the exact steps that an introvert should be doing in order to push past maybe their natural inclination to not want to be more extroverted. Indeed. And here's what I, introverts out there, which is technically about half of you, here's the thing to focus in on what we're saying. It all comes down to following a proven path, something that you feel comfortable in. Because the last thing an introvert's going to do is say something or do something that they don't feel is, like, they're, the introverts are the ones that are going to say, that's not like me, I'm not going to say it like that. Yep. Or that makes me uncomfortable. Or I don't want to come up as a pushy salesperson. I mean, everyone has that as a feedback thing when they're you know, learning new skills, frankly. But the reality of this, an introvert will have a tendency to get 
to get stuck there. Uh, Julie mentioned a lot of words. We're talking about a lot of different terms. Don't worry if you don't know what we're talking about. Versatility, Julie talked about a second ago. We are going to go into more detail than probably a lot of you have ever been exposed to as we get into these points. So, Mrs. Harris? Yes. So, there will be 15 points. This is day one. And these are some points that are not just going to transform your business, but also your personal life. So, get ready to take some notes. We're going to start with a myth. And the myth is, as we just stated, that you have to be a real people person to be successful in real estate. You got to be outgoing, gregarious, socially comfortable to be great at this. But the fact is, some of the most successful top producing agents and brokers in the country are self-proclaimed introverts. How do you know if you're an introvert or an extrovert? More terms for you, right? Not everybody's familiar with that. Well, let's define it. So an introvert is somebody then, okay, you're about to do that, aren't you? Yes. Okay, That's well, okay. I won't step on your next point. That's all right. So <laughs> how do you know which are you? And, and nobody's really 100% one way or the other, but ask yourself what you would do if you had no appointments this weekend and no worries in the world with plenty of time to spend doing something of your choice. Would you choose to spend that time with friends and family? Would you choose to spend time by yourself? going to a party, throwing a party yourself, what would your plans be? If your plans are focused on being around other people, you are not likely to be a natural extrovert. If your plans are to finish that book you've been working on and snuggle into your favorite reading chair all weekend, you are probably more of a natural introvert. Now, if you have children, uh, that are maybe uh, the different personalities or different opposite. Maybe you're an introvert and the kids are extroverts and the kids force you to basically do more extroverted things. And then you find because, you know, they're kids and then you find yourself having to uh, spend a lot of time with parents that are maybe, you know, all of all different personality uh, inclinations. And then after you go to that uh, kids event, you feel completely exhausted. Chances are you're an introvert. And so here's the way to think of it. When you're around other people, do you feel charged? Do you feel motivated? Does it feel like your batteries are being recharged? Or does it feel like your batteries are being drained? And that's really the simplest way of thinking of it. And also it's, that's an emotional uh, little check-in for yourself. But what Julie just said, so powerful. So if you had nothing to do this weekend, you know, if you have kids, they're at summer camp or wherever they are, right? Yeah. You have absolutely nothing on your schedule. I know very unlikely, but let's just say that was the scenario for you this weekend. What would you do? Would you look for ways to be around other people? For Would you look for ways to basically maybe be by yourself or be with your spouse or be with one other person? Would you go on a long walk? Would you listen to a bunch of podcasts? Or would you just gravitate towards where there's the most humans so that you can get your batteries recharged because you love being around other people? You guys get the difference? And another thing is, is that's interesting. It's introverts have a tendency to not be big fans or very efficient at small talk. And so when Julie and I are um, coaching agents to realize that you don't have to be good at a small talk to be a very good salesperson, that is who we have in mind. Because guess what? Yours truly and my beautiful wife are both introverts. And so one of the best ways to move past your natural abhorrence <laughs> to small talk, I'm making Julie laugh because both of us have it, mm. is just to be a master of forward family when you're in conversations with people. We've done millions of podcasts on yep. this. So do your own homework. And we have 2,000 past podcasts on Spotify and iTunes. And of course, our main website, timandjulieharris.com. But really, the point being is if you are an introvert, and you absolutely hate going to real estate events or any events or just being around other people when you would, but you're forced to, obviously, in life. 
uh, and you do feel like you're being completely drained at those events, then you definitely need to listen to the past podcasts we've done on uh, Ford, Family, Occupation, Recreation, Dreams, and just start following conversation outlines. The key is to always ask questions and do it in an organic way and show sincere interest in other people. Even if you're such a weirdo introvert, again, Julie and I are weirdo introverts, uh, you will find yourself becoming less or so as you uh, realize that asking questions and showing sincere interest in people, is, and especially when you're one-on-one, is a very introverted activity because you, in a lot of ways, are starting to do a little exploration and sort of becoming very good at asking questions and you're liking the art and science of learning how to be a good question asker. And here's the benefit to that. If you are good at this, you don't then have to talk about yourself, which introverts dislike. Uh, most introverts don't like talking about themselves. And you are, also, you are also bonding to that person and they're bonding to you because you're showing sincere interest in them. Again, I know we're firehousing you a little bit. The point of it is, is if you are an extreme introvert, you're an accountant and on the weekend you like to do spreadsheets. You still can <laughs> be a fun. great, you could still be a great salesperson, right? You'd like, you love to do spreadsheets for fun. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I laugh because you used the kid example, right? So an introvert versus extrovert. When I'm taking Zoe to a kid event, she literally says, now she's an extrovert, I think we would agree on that. <laughs> she literally says, I can hear fun. All she has to hear is like two kids talking an acre away. Yeah. I can hear fun, and it's all we can do to keep her from leaping out of the car or the golf cart. Yeah, right? we had we had to put an extra seat belt in the golf cart so she wouldn't <laughs> jump out. But yeah, our daughter is... <laughs> Is attracted us. to people. She's oh yeah. She's forcing us to be more extroverted than I don't think we would ever be in a million lifetimes. Yeah, versus me, I'm going to drive around the event just so she doesn't hear it. Right. So, <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh, Julie, do you hear people in the distance? We got to go the other way. <laughs> Took a shortcut. Okay. So would it surprise you to know that all of these famous people and there's lists and lists of these online, uh, but they're also successful introverted people. Emma Watson. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, Bill Gates, Christina Aguilera, I did a lot of variety here, Warren Buffett, Michael Jordan, Albert Einstein, Gwyneth Paltrow, Harrison Ford, David Letterman, and Steven Spielberg. Would that surprise you that these successful people are introverts? And there are actually a lot of actors and actresses who are introverts. I was thinking about uh, our interaction with Ricky Martin sometimes. He, yeah. You wouldn't, if you didn't uh, kind of recognize him, most people don't in the gym. No. He's not like... He is on stage when he's out in public. Like he, sometimes he's, he's there. I don't even know. He's absolutely an introvert. There's no doubt. I think doubt. so too. Yeah. There's no way he's not an introvert. But you'd never guess that from performances, right? Well, when we saw Dave Chappelle walking around our neighborhood, him too. He well, not yeah. an introvert. Oh, he was yeah. an extrovert. Yes, that's for right. sure. He was looking people in the eye, enjoying yeah. people, talking to him, and saying hello, and engaging. being funny, engaging. Whereas Ricky shows up with a black ball cap. And basically meets with yep. his trainer and does his thing. Now he's, Keeps his head down. he's super sweet, super approachable, super unbelievably nice guy. But people don't recognize him. That's what he wants. And he doesn't travel with an entourage. Mm -hmm. he's, you know, so start to observe, you know, some of the actors that you like maybe and, and see who's an introvert and who's not. But I want to make this point because it's really valid. You're, most of the people you rattle off, you pick big names that people would know. Right. But also most of the most successful real estate uh, professionals are also introverts. Really any sort of salesperson, the really good ones, and here's why. And we talked about this a second ago, and I want you to think about this. Intellectually, let this you know bounce around your brain. An extrovert, an extrovert who's like our daughter, frankly, mm -hmm. who's a people person, because they're naturally going to be attracted to 
people and because people like them because they're so gregarious and demonstrative and because they like people they usually will skip steps in learning uh, sales skills they'll because they'll be so dependent on the fact that people like them and they like people mm -hmm. and they can show up in the room and they're gonna be life of the party and everyone's gonna know their name I mean, when Julie and I are rolling around in our, our golf cart We'll, we will often hear people, um, kids obviously, saying, hi, Zoe, hi, Zoe. And then Julie and I are like, we don't know those parents. We don't know who they are. Who is but, that kid? But kid, Zoe's like a superstar here. Yeah. Um, so that is somebody who is probably, and Julie and I do have to actually help her understand that she can't skip steps in life. If she's going to become really good at something, yeah. she's actually going to have to uh, you know, really take the time to learn the micro steps, where as an introvert loves the micro steps. An introvert wants to know about her seven-step listing process. An introvert wants to be told what to say and how to say it. A smart introvert is going to want to follow the actual plan and not deviate from it. Where an extrovert is going to say, you know what, listen, I can get this without having to you know, do a bunch of extra work and I don't need a seven-step plan. I'm going to show up and I'm going to razzle and dazzle with my personality yep. and I'm going to, you know, we're going to bond over whatever we're going to bond over and then we're going to walk out, I'm going to walk out that listing. That agent will be moderately successful because they're going to be able to be, you know, somebody that people are just naturally going to like. Their confidence and their energy and enthusiasm by some people will be interpreted as, uh, you know, essentially what they want to have in a real estate professional. Then they compete against a really well-crafted, skilled introvert, and every single time that extrovert's going to get blown away. Why? Because the introvert's going to show up, they're going to have a, an actual plan. They're going to be professional. They're going to have a process that they're going to follow. They're going to be saying things that essentially the seller is going to recognize immediately is more professional. They're going to have pre-qualified. The whole system, the whole experience is, is going to be more in alignment with what the seller is going to perceive as what, as I just said, a true professional is, where this extrovert who's just trying to win business based off the power of their personality. Again, they're going to pick up some easy business from their centers of influence and past clients, but when they're faced with a true professional, especially if that person's a study drill down introvert, that uh, extroverted agent's going to have serious problems. So when you look at the names that Julie just rattled off, what's the commonality amongst all of them? A lot of them are good because of the fact that they are great at reading scripts. They're great at following plans, like Michael Jordan, for example. Michael Jordan is, was, is very famous. Here's a funny thing. All the names that Julie rattled off, can you think of any of those people that try to put themselves in the press? Can you think of any of these types of people that have, for example, or some of them are passed away, that have big social profiles? No, because they're introverted. Introverts, when they have their personal lives to themselves, they want to be to themselves. They don't want to actually have to be broadcasting what they're having for lunch every single day. But what they are is they're studied. Michael Jordan would show up and, and there's been uh, was there's a Netflix special that was written about him. And he was so focused on, again, the art and the science of being good at what his craft was, that some of the people that were, say, more extroverted were annoyed by him. But he was absolutely drilled down on getting the micro steps perfect to be the best that he possibly could. And again, look at the people Julie rattled off. Those are all people who became the best of what they possibly could because they followed a system, because they followed a process, because they didn't lean in too aggressively to the power of their personality. Yes, so that proves that introverts can be very powerful speakers, salespeople, entertainers, entrepreneurs, actors, leaders of all sorts. You can skip that part right there. Go ahead. Okay, Go right so, there. but here's the thing. Society has long rewarded the more outgoing, attention-grabbing types of personalities and tended to ostracize the introverts. So uh, there's authors that have written about this. You can work on this further. But here's what we see in real estate. 
try not to force yourself into thinking you have to be a driver personality. How many agents have become messed up in their heads because they weren't a driver and are expressive on the overly used DISC personality test? Now, we've done podcasts about DISC. It has its place. It is a tool, but it is not a diagnosis. By the way, if you want to take a free DISC test, this actually was um, something we uh, talked about maybe, I don't know, 10 last I'm trying to think how many podcasts ago it's been for a while a while but just text the word you to 47372 and you can actually take a very comprehensive personality test it doesn't cost you anything I know these are for you can take these on the line for sometimes 50 or 75 bucks but this one's free just text YOU uh, to 47372 and you'll be able to you'll be taken to a site I'm trying Ray Dalio actually mm-hmm. if I remember correctly he's the one that created this DISC personality style test that I'm re- that I'm marketing right now mm-hmm. and so it's not even our website but it's something I thought was done incredibly well yeah. so just text the word you y o u uh, two four seven three seven two, and you can go take your own personality assessment. It, last time I checked, it doesn't cost anything, and again, it's a very powerful way for you to, I think, listen to what we're presenting to you and take it to the next level in your own business and personal life. Text you y o u to four seven three seven two. Remember, message and data rates may apply. Yeah, and you all should do that because it gives you a lot of uh, deep dive and insight into the different nuances. So. But the fact is that you can be successful keeping your innate personality intact, but learning and internalizing some specific strategies. This way you'll navigate more easily in the fast-paced, often aggressive, and competitive world of real estate. So these 15 strategies will change your life. We're going to do just four today because this is part one. And as always, we start out with a little bit of a mindset thing, which is number one, have confidence in the person you are. The more comfortable you are in your own skin, the less you will allow criticism to affect you. So if you have been hanging on your hat on the fact that you haven't been as successful as you'd like yet because it's just not in your personality, you got to cut that out. Embrace who you are, but also embrace the fact that you can add nuances to your personality that will cause you to be more versatile and more successful. And Does that don't, make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And don't let anybody, um, especially all the pseudoscience fake coaches out there, tell you that you can't be wildly successful because you're an introvert. They are just, again, I won't, I won't belabor the point, but just completely and totally remove that from your head because you can actually be wildly successful because you're an introvert. That's right. Well said. Okay, number two, use scripts that don't sound like scripts. Know your material cold. This is definitely a great tool, especially for introverts, for everyone, but particularly introverts. Knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. So choose to be confident. Introverts do tend to be perfectionists. Thus, you tend to not speak up until you're confident. You've got to recognize that personality trait. Notice I didn't call it a quirk. It's a trait. And that means that you are more likely to memorize, internalize, and then personalize the scripts. What an extrovert will do is they'll get the script. They'll then personalize it and they'll screw the script up. They'll make all the, essentially they'll not take the time to understand the reason why the script is written the way it's written. And then when they're delivering what they think is a great prequel uh, script, it's got 10% of the same bite that had they actually read the script and internalized it and personalized it. And actually, Julie, this is reminding me, as especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about scripts, mm-hmm. the whole kettlebell thing that we, you and I have been learning yes. uh, at the gym every morning. And we, if you guys want to see us suffering at, at kettlebells, which a lot of you seem to really enjoy watching, yeah. uh, we put a great video up there today. Uh, on uh, Instagram, just go to Tim and it's at Tim and Julie Harris. But kettlebells is one of these things where Julie and I are swinging sometimes 70 pound, 70 pound balls, uh, you know, kettlebells, uh, you know, 50 pound there. It's 
if we do this wrong, we are really going to screw ourselves up. And we don't wear shoes while we're doing it. Why don't we wear shoes? Uh, because of the fact that it helps you have a more firmer base when you're swinging this uh, absolutely heavy iron kettlebell uh, that if you had tennis shoes, it actually could cause you to become off kilter. Point being is when we were learning how to do this, it became it came down to – now, we'd done kettlebells before in Orange Theory, but we didn't actually do it right. We didn't learn to do it right. We were basically doing everything wrong from uh, what we were doing uh, compared to now. And so the kettlebell thing – came down to and Julie and I weren't like we enjoyed the fact that we were having to learn something from new. He told us how to hold the kettlebell, how to put the kettlebell down, how to pick the kettlebell up. So we had to earn the right to uh, then go to the next step, which is actually swimming, uh, swinging a kettlebell. Because the first things we had to do is we had to learn how not to hurt ourselves, not to hurt our necks, not to hurt our backs, not to drop the damn 70-pound ball mm. on your uh, sh you know, feet with no shoes. You know, yeah. that's the point. And this is something that a lot of, uh, again, an extrovert would have walked in there and said, you know, I got it down. I've done this before. I watched a video on YouTube. I watched some coach on YouTube telling me how to swing a kettlebell. I'm good. And that person's going to the emergency room. Whereas an introvert, like Julie and I, are going to enjoy learning something, enjoy the process, and enjoy getting better at it, even if sometimes it takes longer than what we would have otherwise liked. Well, isn't that funny? Because uh, all the coaches that we've used, I remember Bella's told us stories about this too, they sort of, you know, a cautionary tale slash you're, joke to them. They talk about people you're who talking skip about, steps. You're talking about workout coaches. Workout coaches, yes. Yeah. They talk about how, you know, so-and-so will come in and be all studly and think that they know what they're doing and end up really hurting themselves. So that is a physical manifestation of skipping steps. What happens in real estate is a mental manifestation of skipping steps. But again, this is a secret power of introverts. And unlike, say, for example, if you skip steps and you don't know how to swing a kettlebell, you hurt yourself 100% of the time. But when agents skip steps uh, and they don't get the listing and they don't get the sale, they don't actually own the, the failure. Right. They'll then blame something else. The seller was listing with the other agent because they know them from church or whatever. Or the other agent told them a higher price or a lower commission. Agents will rationalize losing opposed to taking the time. Most people do this, by the way, not just agents, but agents are our purview. So that's what we focus on. But that's what most people in life do. They don't completely own their failures. They only want to own their victories. When you own your failures, you're going to learn a hell of a lot more about yourself and about life than if all you're doing is celebrating your wins. The failing is, unfortunately, try to avoid it, but when you experience it, rejoice in it because it's a great opportunity for you to learn. That's right. So again, memorize, internalize, and then personalize your scripts. Don't skip steps. Point number three, recharge your mental, emotional, and spiritual batteries every day. I had this discussion on John's Zoom call earlier today. What makes you tick? Introverts are rejuvenated by quiet, dedicated time to themselves. This can be a walk, meditating, biking, or just reading for 20 minutes. But refill your cup routinely. The tendency for agents is to just go, 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 hit a wall, and then try and recover. But if you can recognize, especially as an introvert, that you need to recharge your batteries every day and build it into your schedule. Maybe you start your day with a walk. Maybe you start your day by meditating or you have a cup of tea, something that is just calm and makes you feel like who you are before you take on the world. And again, if you are feeling overwhelmed by the prospect of becoming a very successful real estate practitioner, or you realize that now the things you've been doing over the past 14 years aren't working anymore because the economy is changing, 
Uh, and, you know, obviously there's, the economy is going to continue to change. The housing sales, the whole thing, everything, all the rules are in the process of uh, being rewritten. The worst thing you can do is start blaming yourself, th- telling yourself, and it always starts subconsciously. You start beating yourself down. I'm not as successful because I'm not good or I need to you, – you're going to create all these, like, headwinds that don't actually exist. And all you really have to do is realize – that you may have been successful for the past housing market, say for the last 14 years, and now you just need to learn new skills to be successful for the new housing market, which will last the next 14 years. You guys get the concept here? So the reality of it is, is don't start tearing yourself down when you don't experience the same levels of success you were a year ago. It's just time for you to refresh what you think you know about being successful in real estate. We are going into what will be an incredibly skilled-based business uh, cycle. In other words, be before, let's be honest, if you had a listing that was going to sell itself, in many parts of the country, that's still yep. true. If you had a buyer, the buyer had such massive FOMO, fear of missing out, they would have bought you know, the house, the, the dog house. You guys get the point. That is going to start changing because of all the you know headwinds that are, we're experiencing, interest rates and whatever, whatever. The housing market's going to stay hot. There's not going to be a housing crash. We're not proposing or suggesting even remotely anything like that. But the reality of it is, is the agents that are going to win going forward are going to be the ones that are very skills-based, not just because of the fact that they're in the right place at the right time and because of the fact they had winning personalities. What a lot of you are going to want to do urgently is you're going to want to join our Premier Coaching Program. We've made it very easy for you. Just text the word Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, text the word Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, to 47372. And that takes you directly to our uh, the page within our website that allows you to sign up for Premier Coaching. And guess what? Premier Coaching is around, depending on how you ch- uh, choose to join, is around $100 a month. And yes, that includes daily semi-private coaching calls with one of our new member coaches. So chances are you're, uh, you're, you're realizing that everything we've been preparing you guys for for the n- past number of years is now taking place and it's rolling out in front of you maybe faster than you thought it would. Do not wait to essentially let the Tides pull you under. It's your turn and your time to succeed because of this changing market. But that's going to require a new skill set and a new approach. We strongly encourage all of you to become Premier Coaching members because obviously you love this podcast. You won't believe what you get in Premier Coaching. So text the word Premier to 47372. Member message and data rates may apply. You know, one of my newest coaching clients confessed on the phone. She said, you know, Tim often says, you listen to the podcast all the time. You're getting something out of that. What do you think you're going to get out of coaching? Go ahead and so, and you know sign up. Hit join. And she said, that was me for like two years. <laughs> so I really appreciated that. But how many of you listening right now are just like that? You're getting some results, but you need the drill down. I'll tell you what I think about when I'm actually, you yeah. know, uh, here's what I think about. I think about the realtor out there who does not yet know mm-hmm. that they don't, what they don't know. Right. And I'm thinking about the agent who's, right now getting a text uh, for an opportunity to go list a house, Mm -hmm. but does not know how to pre-qualify, doesn't have a pre-listing pack, does not know how to win a listing. And by the way, you don't know this seller, this is a competitive listing environment, or they aren't financially prepared for a slower sales cycle, or they don't know how to get price reductions, all these types of things. That's the agent I think about. I'm thinking about the agent who doesn't want to be caught essentially flat-footed. I'm thinking about the agent who's smart enough 
to essentially be prepared for this market that's obviously coming. You cannot deny it when we're looking at $7 gas prices in California that we are going to be dealing with a new reality. It only makes sense that you change your approach to this business. And so that's what motivates me. That's what I'm thinking. Totally about. agree. Totally agree. And I, I caution you not to wait until you have your butt kicked and, you know, have that severe wake up call. Just recognize that there's stuff that you don't know that you need to work on. Now, I would content, I would argue with you a little bit that the market actually has changed. And I'll show you my evidence from coaching clients and Let's the coaches. It. Is how many coaches, coaching clients, and new coaching members have said how they had no idea how to deal with rising interest rates. Mm. And and that they appreciate our podcast. We did maybe two podcasts about how to work, you know, just a few things about mortgage loans and adjustable rates and all that kind of stuff. And the deals that they saved because of it and the fact that they had no idea and they had to educate their lender and the other agent and blah, 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 and how much they really appreciate that. And they actually want more of that. So I was just talking to the coaches, you know, recognize what's going on. The market has already changed. The skills required have already changed. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Right. So you and I have had tens of uh, over 100,000 one-on-one coaching calls personally. Mm -hmm. Arguably, this sounds like we're tooting our own horn, which we don't like doing, but I think it's the truth. Yeah. In this country, you and I are probably the most experienced real estate coaches in terms of time in the business, in terms of the number of coaching clients we've had. Yes, and I would also add and, to that, and our own real estate sales success, right? Through a variety of different types of markets. That I mean, you got to keep in mind how long we've had a pretty similar market out there. That goes to my question yeah. I was about to ask Go you. Ahead. Does it? I mean, I, I am honestly shocked mm -hmm. by the. There's two types of agents that we're attracting to our coaching business right now. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm noticing. Okay. Uh, people that are smart enough to know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not waiting to have their asses kicked by a bunch of rejection. Agreed. They're just wanting to skip some. They're, they're like, okay, I don't want to have to learn on the job as, you know, for any longer than I have to. I'm ready to actually learn how to take action and move forward. Yes. And we're getting the agents who've been in the business for over 10 years who know that what they, they're starting to realize yeah. what they don't know mm -hmm. because they're starting to lose business out of their lack of skill. And those are also the guys that are coming to us. Totally, 100% agree. Not a lot in the middle. No, and kudos to you guys for recognizing that. And you know, we have a lot of fun building your businesses. <laughs> we do. That's awesome. So if you, had to choose, if you had to choose between one or the other, what would you choose? Someone you have to do some deprogramming, say the person that's been successful in the past market who now is realizing they don't have skills, or would you rather choose someone that's, say, maybe been in the business for two or three years, or maybe even a brand new agent? Who do you think has the higher probability of succeeding? You know, I, that's hard for me to answer because the newer agent doesn't require as much deprogramming. Correct. You know, so that's pretty refreshing. But the agent that's been around a while and done more deals has the advantage of some level of experience, but they do require more deprogramming. And, and sometimes they are living in disbelief a little bit longer than they should. And they appreciate what it is that we offer. Yes. So a new agent is ignorant as to how different what we do is. That's true. Did I, I don't think I got my grammar wrong on that one, but you guys got the point, right? Yeah. yeah. A new agent doesn't have the experience to know how marketably different our approach to real estate coaching and training yep. is and how we're not shiny object gimmick sales. Right. You know, that's what we're not doing. We are real skills-based business coaches that happen to be in the real estate space. New agents probably don't recognize that because they haven't been around long enough. 
the yeah. grizzled veterans, yeah. they will come to us. And this is the other thing I see because I read customer service, not all the time, but I read when people are emailing us saying, I want to join your coaching program. I've been in this coaching program, this coaching yeah. program, this coaching program. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that have been coaching in different coaching programs, yeah. the ones that I see that are most frequently in are the ones that were the shiny object ones. Agreed. The, the, you know, the internet marketing, how to do landing pages, how to do this, the other thing. And they're now realizing that, uh, guess what? What we've been saying on this podcast for years is true. That stuff is essentially a fancy that, you know, it's, it's a luxury that people can, uh, re agents only rationalize doing when the market's going one direction. That's right. It, because when you have so much cash flowing, you just rationalize, well, I'll throw some stuff, I'll throw some money at my branding. After all, that's what everyone's talking about. Branding must be important, even though there's no way for you to really hold it accountable to doing jack for you, right? You know, whether you can't actually say, all this money you spend on branding actually, or all this money you spend on SEO, or all this money you spend on internet marketing leads directly to a sale. Well, when we're in a market like this, especially when you're transitioning, mm -hmm. um, all that sort of fluffery expense goes out the window. Yes. Because agents are going like, okay, this is different, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and they don't have the time to wait and hope and, you know, piddle around with maybe making it work. And they don't really know that it's never going to work. They just want it to work. So they're living on hopium still. And we do pick up, let's just call them what they are, some people that are enemies of our message yep. because of the fact, and maybe enemies is too strong. But we don't get invited to some real estate things because the real estate things are being sponsored and paid for by the people that are selling the fluff. They want to sell you guys crap. Right. Yes. And they want to sell you guys landing pages and websites and CRMs and drip campaigns, things that we know, not just our opinions, but our actual studied facts are a complete waste of time. And we'll tell you guys that on this podcast and as coaching clients. And so here's what's my back to my original yeah. question. So people that have been up and down the mountain before mm -hmm. and, you know, used the wrong Sherpa, basically, right. they're though usually, I think, the most interesting coaching clients because mm -hmm. they're the most appreciative. Right. Because they have more filters. They've had more uh, experience. They, I would say that they're, they're kind of in that, that third stage where they do know what they don't know, or they at least are suspicious that things are changing <laughs> exactly. to the point that maybe they ought to do something about it. Versus the newer guys that still don't know what they don't know because they just haven't been through enough yet. Well, they listen to our message on the podcast. They mm -hmm. go back and listen to past podcasts. Yeah. A lot of people listen to a lot of our past podcasts. Mm -hmm. They realize that our message has always been the same. Yes. And now they're comparing it to what they're actually experiencing in the marketplace. And they're mm -hmm. saying, okay, I need to be ahead of the curve. This is your yeah. opportunity to be ahead of the curve. So I'm not going to, I'm going to surprise you with something. Okay. Okay. So I know you don't have any room in your schedule for more coaching clients. I know you're completely full. Mm -hmm. She just rolled her eyes. <laughs> yeah, me. Okay, so I'm asking you, and you can say no. You can say, I want to think about it. But would you be willing to open up your schedule for like three to five agents who are interested in being personally coached by they you? They better be ready to rumble. They better have eaten their so Wheaties. So is that yes? And uh, maybe two or three. Okay, so two or three of you, if you're interested in being personally coached by Julie, um, here's the process, and thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking on any. <laughs> So I appreciate it. I uh, so for the two or three of you that are interested in being personally coached by Julie, it is more expensive. It is more intensive. And we just gave you a description of the types of uh, clients that do really well with coaching. If you were resonating with what we were just talking about, you want to be personally coached by Julie, mm -hmm. uh, text me directly. I'm still getting a nasty <laughs> look from my beautiful wife. Um, 
text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. If you're interested in being personally coached by Julie, and you and I will have a little brief exchange, and I'll be real direct with you. If I don't think you're a good fit for her. I'm not going to waste your time and waste her time. I'll send you in a different direction. We have a lot of great coaches that work for us. But for those of you who want to go straight to the top and have what a lot of people have said, or you know, Julie's the number one real estate coach in the nation, just purely based on experience level, and all the articles that have been written about her success as a real estate coach, and I say that admirably, my dear. Uh, Yes, if you're interested in being coached by Julie, text me directly, 512-758-0206, and I'll do a little light pre-qualifying, and then we'll determine which direction you want to go. All right, next point. Yes, and our final point for today is point number four for our introverts. Act as if you're an extrovert without losing yourself. Who do you know who has positive and outgoing traits and is well-respected? Begin to blend your natural tendencies with a few other traits that will increase your versatility. This isn't to say that you should be fake. In fact, you might find out that you actually have some latent outgoing traits already within you, because most people do. Research conducted by a PhD named uh, John Zelensky, who's a professor at Carleton University, has found that introverts who act like extroverts, for example, by being more sociable, talkative, energetic, and enthusiastic than they naturally are, see their happiness increase, their happiness increase. This is likely due to the positive feedback that they receive from their peers. It may also be because they know they're becoming more comfortable in the company of other outgoing types of people. So here's the secret, the wealthiest real estate professionals, in fact, the wealthiest salespeople in general, are not actually introverted or extroverted, they simply have become more versatile combination of both because they've studied and adapted over time. Now, how does that versatility actually translate into wealth? Well, that's simply because they're able to help a variety of different people with different personality traits in various situations. They don't just work with people that are just like me, just like them. They don't say things like, well, we either hit it off or we don't. They actually have worked on, quote, hitting it off with different types of personalities. So I want to address something that people over-criticize, the whole fake it till you make it thing. Yeah. Now, there's faking it till you make it as in you're being a fraud. And then there's fake it to the make till you make it like what Julie just described, whereas you're uh, essentially modeling specific characteristics and traits that you would like to have. And the more you model those, the more those become your own. And I remember when Julie and, you know, Julie and I've been married for 31 years this year and she's a classically trained musician. She's very much an introvert. And, um, you know, she, her free time is spent in a practice room with her flute and piccolo. I should tell you the podcast I listened to this morning, which will prove the point. Okay, here we go. Nerd fest. Get ready. (laughs) Okay. So this morning Zoe and I listened to, because I'm trying to get her off of the stupid roadblocks or Roblox, whatever. Um, we listened to a podcast called Sticky Notes, which is done by a worldwide composer talking about music. And he uh, showed the relationship between John Williams' Star Wars score, which we all love, and the planets by Holst. Hold on. Did you hear that noise? Yeah, crickets. No, anyway. that, that was 30,000 people <laughs> that hit, hit just hit the stop button. <laughs> I know. Okay, go but ahead. Anyway, point being that, you know, when I have 20 minutes in the car by myself, that's what I listen to, Right. So it, it's all about, you know, changing your, your tendencies. And I remember, you know, some of my friends that are far more extroverted than me, I, I would hang out with them more. Well, but let's be specific. You know, there are tactics. Let's, yeah. let's foreshadow future sure. shows. You, you started to, frankly, when we got married, you didn't wear makeup. 
Not, not a much. lot of makeup. Yeah. You, you had your makeup done. We're going to talk about this in future shows. So we're foreshadowing what you guys are going to be listening to over the next couple of days. Dress differently. You dress differently. Mm-hmm. You sp- intentionally dress, though, without, you know, feeling like you were be- trying to be somebody you weren't. Yeah. You started to intentionally dress more extroverted. Mm-hmm. You then started to find um, female, mostly, I don't know if you emulated any males, frankly, but females that were more Audrey Hepburn, you read sure. her books, you did different types of things. I studied it. So you studied it, right. So you started to look for people who uh, had characteristics and qualities that you wanted to emulate, mm-hmm. and then you slowly adapted those integrated into your own. It. Integrated, right. Didn't, you know, fake it or, you know, become somebody I wasn't. I just found things that I liked that I wanted to be better at and integrated it in. And you know, in the Harris Rules book, there's a whole chapter called Upgrade Everything, mm-hmm. where we talk about some techniques of how to do that. Like, go have somebody professionally do your makeup, right? Um, go to some, and guys have this issue too. Like, they don't really necessarily know how to dress for success. Go to a stylist at a real, you know, at least moderately priced store that does that for a living and get some help. Well, we'll talk about more yeah, about all these little But t- I think it's fun, actually. Yeah, well, now you do. I do, but I have to say that this is one of the things that coaches work with with clients is we do before and after pictures, sometimes of your car, sometimes of your outfits. And, you know, a lot of you guys do have it together, and kudos for you, to you for studying it. But others, you know, we can help you with different things. So, you know, you're only alive once. You might as well be the best you you can be. Yeah, that's true. You're only, you only uh, go around this planet so many times. You only, you only live once and you're dead a real long time. Indeed. You know, I, I don't remember I originally heard that. We didn't think of it, but it is so true. You only live once and you're dead a real long time. That's right. And I love what you said with this John uh, Valensky, uh, PhD guy, where he's talking about the fact that introverts who learn to be more extroverted are actually happier. And I think that's a good place yep. to end the pod today. I agree. So, guys, thank you for leaving us all the great five-star reviews on iTunes and on Spotify. And like I said, we're going to have an informal competition for the best five-star reviews with comments. So be a little pithy and creative in your comments. If you're listening to us on YouTube, we are going to be putting a lot more effort on our YouTube channel. Um, Do uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and do leave some comments. We certainly appreciate that as well. Guys, here's your homework. After you've done the, uh, you know, left your five-star review, here's your homework. Ready? We want you to share this podcast with three other agents. There are at least three other agents you know that would massively benefit from the information that we just shared with you. Look, if they're not agents, then they can just be people in general, people in your own life. Because the information that we're sharing with you guys ultimately today is going to be the betterment of your life. And when you are making other people's lives better, they are very, very appreciative of that. And they will reciprocate with wanting to pay you back. You you know, that's the reason you guys share ideas or share movie tips or share books because you're wanting mm-hmm. to help the other person. And what does that other person eventually do? They, re-get, they gift something back to you in the form of, you know, a referral or maybe just a you know, cup of coffee. Well, it doesn't matter what. You guys get the point? So one of the best things an introvert can do is they can start acting a little bit more extroverted by start, you know, essentially following some of the suggestions we gave you on today's show. We'll pick up where we left off today, tomorrow. In the meantime, if you guys would like to talk with me about Julie being your personal one-on-one coach, not for everyone, not uh, inexpensive, uh, not lightweight, (laughs) just all these warnings for you. This is your uh, your uh, Surgeon General warning. You can text me directly at 512-758-0206. I'll do a little light pre-qualifying, and then I'll pass your information along to Julie if you and I agree that you're a good fit for her. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>